The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today. As this is, uh, as everything works right, the Wednesday uh, before Christmas, this, this one particular video has been recorded ahead of time as I'm probably preparing for tonight and just getting ahead on these videos. But we're glad you're with us today as we come to the last of our week, well, at least this week, as uh, we've mentioned, we won't be doing a devotional for Thursday or Friday this week. Next week, we'll have one Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but again, not on Thursday and Friday. So hope these are encouragement. I know these are the times, enjoy time with family. Uh, there's a lot going on holidays, and so um, we just enjoy those, those times together. And we're glad you're with us today. Now, I ne- yesterday as we finished, I mentioned that we were going to um, jump into the book of Philippians. And, and as I was planning all this, that is true. Having said that, um, we're going to start that next week. We're going to start that Monday. Uh, one, I kept thinking it's just one day, and then we got a couple days off. But I'm more than I thought about it. This is the Wednesday before Christmas. Uh, one of the happy states for a lot of people. We're looking forward to, as, as Christians, a, a day that in its true history and true theology just means so much to us as a core foundation to much of what we believe. Um, I really want to take some time and just focus today on one of the aspects of what we've come to call the Christmas story. So in Matthew chapter 2 today, Matthew chapter 2, and what I've done is I, just, I want to look at three responses. From one story, three responses to the reality of the birth of Christ. Responses that, without a doubt, are probably uh, similar today. We're going to see a lot of them the same today, but these are three responses. We're going to Matthew 2 in relation to what we now know as the three wise men. Now, give me a couple quick, just random thoughts that I'm sure you're very familiar with. One, we're not actually sure how many wise men there were. We know there was at least three because they gave three gifts. Uh, more than likely, there was a level of an entourage or whatever term you want to use. There were many, more than likely, that would have traveled with them. But we know there was at least these three men who had traveled for a while. Uh, we believe that these men might have, could have, could have traveled. This could have been at least two years after the birth of Christ. And here's the reason we believe that. One, we know that in a moment we'll see they went to the house where Jesus lay, so he wasn't in the manger anymore. He wasn't in the stall. Um, the other thing we look at is that when he went to Herod, and we talk about in a second, and Herod panicked and he got rid of every baby that was going to be a um, Hebrew boy that was going to be threat to his throne, he killed every baby two years and younger, which leads us to the impression it's a very good chance that Jesus might have been two years old at this point, which also takes into account how long of a journey these men had taken. So he, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod, heard, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Please understand the troubling in verse 3 was not that Jerusalem was troubled at the birth of the king. They were troubled with how they thought Herod would respond rightfully so. Verse 4, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. 
And he went and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring word, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him, and went. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Now, let's take just a couple minutes and look at three responses. Normally what we do in our time here is we'll just walk through these verses and unpack them. But today I just want to, in a kind of a survey overview, look at three responses to the reality of the birth of Jesus, of the King. The first one you see is what I, I've come to call which should be a natural response. All right? So these men had heard, uh, they'd known the prophecies, they'd understood the prophecies, they saw the star, and they, because of their study, realized this is real. You know, they've been given the fact. So what was it? They recognized the truth. They recognized who this was, and they went to see him. They responded. The natural the reaction that is built in each, in each and every one of us, and Romans 1 and 2 talk about this, that there is part of us that knows God exists. There's part of us that need God, and that's why religion is so popular today. So there was a natural response to desire that. One of the natural responses could be that there's got to be more to this world than what you see. There, the chaos, you want to, everybody wants, it's amazing, everybody wants to blame God. Why would God allow the chaos to happen? But you notice we never thank God when good things happen. Uh, it's because it's not, we're not looking at it correctly. So what we need to recognize is the natural response is that the chaos, you know, the Bible calls Satan the prince and the power of the air. Chaos is satanic. Uh, the answer is Jesus. So the natural response, human response, is to recognize that Jesus is king and to put our faith in him. Now, generally speaking, the human, the flesh, eliminates that natural response and, our, and the absolute chaos of the day and the, and the religion and all of the things that Satan has used to distract us takes away from that. But that is the natural response. And number two, we see the chaotic response. So you have Herod, he's told. They come in, and of course they proclaim, who is he that is born king of the Jews? Herod immediately, please understand, Herod is a ruler, but he's a ruler underneath Rome. He's, he's to an extent, eh, kind of a ruler, kind of not, reality, as a result of the king. But he enjoyed power, and he enjoyed luxury, he enjoyed all of these things, an evil man, um, as we know. And so he hears this, and he immediately gets nervous about losing his throne. I understand he's born king of the Jews, but it doesn't matter. His legacy, his genealogy, whatever, is all going to disappear. And so he immediately panics, and then word gets out. If all Jerusalem panic with him, word gets out, which tells me that Herod was a crazy, he was an overreactor, he was an evil man. So we can look at that same response and realize that a lot of people today just don't have the best response. You tell people about Jesus and they immediately, I don't believe it, I don't like it, I don't trust it. Our sin nature battles with it. We've believed the lies of Satan and the lies of the world. And unfortunately, not everybody is going to recognize uh, the beauty of Christ as our Savior, as Christ is our king, as Christ is the one who loves us and who has died for us. And many of them will not react or recognize really what's going on in the story. They're going to try and deny his existence and all of these different things. And, and it results in chaos. So sometimes it's just chaotic result to the birth of Jesus. But can I tell you the third one? Uh, the third one is what I've called a biblical response to the birth of Jesus. What's that? So the Bible tells us that when these wise men had seen the star again, they had left. They went and followed him and found Jesus and Mary and Martha, uh, Mary and Joseph, sorry, in the house. And then, so they came to him. 
They worshiped him. They gave gifts to him. By the way, all that same idea is worship. All of that's worship. They're willing to sacrifice to journey to him. They kept seeking him out. When they got there, they, they knelt on their knees. They, they spent time worshiping, recognizing who he was. Then they gave gifts. I mean, we're, these, are just, this is, these are pictures of worship, all of which is still pictures of worship today. We should still be seeking Jesus in our personal time, in our corporate worship as families. We should still be going out of our way to be in church and be engaged to still worship Jesus. Uh, that should still be something we do. It's biblical. It's right. Um, we should be worshiping. We come. We should try our best to set aside the cares of the world and just look to Jesus. One, it's, it's putting him in his right position, but it's such a, an encouragement and help to us. But then three, they gave gifts. We can give gifts. We give gifts of our time. We give gifts of our allegiance. We give gifts of surrender. We give financial gifts. We do all of these things not to uphold churches or not to keep businesses running. Right? It's necessary. It's God, how God has strategized it. But reality is we do that to minister to the world. This is how we invest. God has used these things to reach the lost, to reach our communities. And that's why we do it. That's an, it's an important, truly important aspect of reaching out. And then it's all part of worship. It's all part of us recognizing who he is. So as we come to this Christmas time, in a couple days, we're going to, you know, we'll get together Sunday and we'll enjoy a great time of Christmas worship. And then we'll go home and spend time with our families. And uh, when you really look at it this way, you get to focus your attention for these days. And it's kind of cultures even forced it to Jesus. Can I encourage you? Don't let it stop here. These responses are responses, what we call them, the Christmas story. But these responses are biblical. And these responses are how we should respond every day of the year. And, and, and you're going to see this throughout life. Some are naturally going to recognize Jesus and they're going to ultimately, through time, accept him. Some are just going to reject him completely and some are going to embrace him. Be the one that embraces him in salvation. Be the one that embraces him in worship and service. It is the greatest thing you will ever do, greatest decision you will ever make. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas as it comes up here in just a couple of days. Uh, we are having church tonight. All of the different uh, the, the teens and the kids have Christmas parties going on tonight. And so we encourage you to come. Make a point to be here tonight. We look forward to a great time of fellowship, uh, even in our Bible study. And just take a few minutes. I know we're going to be tired, but a few minutes just to focus back on God. We thank you so much for the privilege to be part of your day. Again, our next devotion will be next Monday. And uh, we look forward to continuing to meet together. Thanks for joining us again today. And we look forward to seeing you again this coming Monday.